and road. We're giving our neighbor a joyride. Let's get on with it. Bye, Ben. Anyone uh, want to go on a joyride with us? How about you? Huh? Okay, fuck it. Let's go. Now it's dark. Let's fuck! I'll fuck anything that moves! <laughs> So after our abrupt silence, uh, letting you know that, you know, here we are. Here we go. This is the plot now. Um, where to start? Where to start. So after Jeff finds the ear, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of says, fuck dad. I'm not really going to go and like check on him all the time. And he uses his, uh, uh, Let's see here. His helpfulness for, like, you know, helping at the uh, hardware store and, like, his personality to get chummy with everybody. Uh-huh. But it's just a ploy to get mechanics to to further his uh, curiosities. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, you know, there's a number of times where he does that. Yep, he steals the overalls and, like, the uh, bug spraying canister. Yeah, to masquerade as a bug sprayer. Yeah, because he finds out uh, Dorothy Valens... Isabella Rossellini's character mm-hmm. uh, lives in an apartment and is involved. I can't remember how exactly. Cause they Laura say Dern, she's she, crazy. She, yep. They uh, say that she has she something to do with a murder. Her Laura Dern's character's uh, dad is the detective. Sandy. Her name is Sandy. Yeah. Um, Sandy lives or like her room is above uh, her father's study, like yep. his office, where he'll and he'll he's the detective. Police business. There. Yep. He's the detective that Jeffrey Beaumont had run into. And it's like, here's this ear, sir. And she like comes to he's like, hey, you're the one that found the ear. And he's like, how'd you know? He's like, she just says, I just know. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, random And weird... a really creepy scene, almost, where, like, it's Jeffrey. He's leaving their house at night. He's walking down. He gets to the, the end of the sidewalk. And what do you know? She, a Lynchian She calls stare. out. Yeah, and, like, you just see, like... Darkness you see, and Yeah, you see Laura Dern emerge out of the darkness yeah, and almost uncharacteristically tree. creepy yeah it shouldn't be creepy but it kind of is but yeah like you almost feel like you're gonna see a split second where like her mouth is like all cut open and shit and or a like, dumpster goblin yeah or a dumpster goblin I was waiting for that the whole movie man like just waiting for my dumpster goblin fix yeah go watch Mulholland Drive yeah that's I do need to rewatch that as well yeah, just so you can get a bearing on what your last fucking nightmare sequence was like. And it's 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 you can I don't know like what what exactly besides curiosity that drove him to do this, but yeah, he I mean he is he strange. conspires yeah. He conspires with Sandy. Mm-hmm. She's like, Hey, um, I want you to help me get into her place. And she's like hesitant, but she's not being forced to do anything. Yeah. Like she decides every time which is kind of cool too because like you're like okay yeah she's also curious but she wouldn't do dick yeah jeff would because jeff is a little fucking weird yeah like i don't know how to like describe his motives besides curiosity and just being it's the strongest curiosity you can think think a lot of it's he reaches like a point of no return where he's like i'm involved i'm in it now yeah like i can't stay away Mm mm-hmm and I think it's literally uh, the night after he goes to go and uh, break in. They set up like this really elaborate plan to essentially uh, get into um, uh, 
Dorothy Valance apartment. Yeah, Dorothy Valance. I was just thinking of the last name, and I was like, but I can't remember the first. But yes, uh, to get into Dorothy Valance apartment, where he goes up and he's like, hey, I'm here to spray your apartment for bugs. I just need to be in the kitchen for a little while. And then... He doesn't even put on an accent. He's just... Yeah. Hey, I'm uh, here to spray bugs. And then she's like... Uh... Yeah, like, just very strange character. You don't know anything about what to expect from she her. She can tell she's going through uh, the troubles. Mm-hmm. She has a, she has a very deep, deep uh, aura of the troubles. The troubles, about her. indeed. So, while she's... Uh, talking to somebody that we won't see for a good portion of the film. The yellow-suited man. Yeah, yeah. Yellow-suited, uh, large, large, large man. Yeah. Um, he ends up, uh, nixing the yeah, keys. Yeah, he swipes a spare set of keys. Yeah, and then just, uh, like, like, oh, what? Okay, uh, now well he's getting here. into straight-up, like, breaking and entering. Goes in under false pretense. He's already breaking and entering, really. Yep. And then, yeah, theft. Yep. So in his charges to... are really, really getting up there very quickly. Yeah. So he returns to the car with that. The other half of their plan didn't come through, but they were successful. Yeah, Laura anyway. Dern was to come knock and distract her. So he, he As wanted a Jehovah's Jimmy a window. Witness. Yeah. Yeah. They have this like really dumb, elaborate but elaborate plot. Like you, like but thinking it, about it, you're like, wow, that's incredibly simple and would totally work. Yeah, but it's also like really stupid. But yeah. it would probably work. It would probably work. And so uh, instead of uh, jimming a window or anything like that, he gets the, the fucking door key. Uh-huh. They leave. They go and uh, watch her at the slow club. The slow club. Where She's... we find out that uh, they can just drink whatever. Yeah, yeah. And what do they drink? Heineken! <laughs> uh, Heineken. Mm, Heineken. Yeah, I was glad you finally, finally got to see where that came from. There's a punk group song called Heineken. Go listen to the punk group. In general, yes. Where they pretty much just recite lines from Blue Velvet, but put it like a... No, that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, a fantastic idea. But uh, yeah. I always thought thought it was why hipsters like PBR so much. Right, yeah. That's... I I thought that was the fucking thing. Because like, I had a limited understanding of hipsters when I was in high school when I first watched Uh this film. I was like, go, you drink PBR. Oh, okay. Like, it's hipster time. And then, like, I knew David Lynch is kind of, like, a kind of out there, yeah, kind of left-field director. Um, and so he would attract that I figured, kind of yeah, people. Yeah, he's drank it. It's like, ooh, it's, like, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I always associate hipsters in PBR drinking. I always found it, with like, With David uh, Lynch's Blue Velvet. Yeah, like, I, I bet that has a huge part of it, like, that weird fucking subculture of a subculture. I mean, it's just, it's just fucking cheap and shitty, and you can drink a lot of it. And see, that's just it. That's my other side. It's like, well, my dad drank this beer. It's cheap. Tastes like water. Goes down yeah. smooth. Yeah, I just... My yeah. dad drinks Budweiser. King of beers. <laughs> oh, it's... Heineken. Oh, man. Okay, okay, so, yeah. After that, they, they leave early. <clears throat> You may think that we're talking about beer a lot, but beer has a lot to do with the plot coming up very I'm quickly. That, right? Yeah, yeah. So they pull up to the apartment at night. She's still probably at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey instructs the same. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna look around, mm-hmm. see if what I can dig up. Gonna try and find evidence." Yeah. Um, tells Sandy like. She's like, you know, he, he tells her, like, you can just take my car, go home, just leave it in front of your driveway. Yep. I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll tell you everything, how everything went. And then she's like, no, like, I'll stay here. Like, what I'll do, I'll, I'll honk four times so you'll know somebody's coming. Mm-hmm. So Jeffrey's in there. 
in the apartment. Yep. Just going around, not really like necessary. Checking kinda, shit out, peeks into her room. Yeah. Hey, see, it's lived in, as you said. Yeah. He's we not watching. like being creepy, but at the same time Un- being until, creepy. Until he decides to go to the fucking restroom. Yeah. Her bathroom, sorry. It's not a public area. And. <laughs> it's not. He's pissing in her toilet, which is probably what I would do if I was breaking in her just yeah. for fun. Like, I'm here. I gotta pee, gotta pee on their floor. Well, like, you know, like, when you played hide-and-seek as a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're like, oh, shit, I'm hiding, and then all of a sudden you'd have to pee really bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time. I mean, yeah, I could see where, why you probably need to do that. It's like, whatever, well, I'm here. Yeah. Anyways, he's pissing, and he's like, oh, Heineken, just reminiscing on Heineken. He really likes Heineken, we find out. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I like it too now. Um, <laughs> <coughs> he flushes the toilet mid B and E. Uh huh. At that same exact time, Sandy is honking that fucking horn four times, and he doesn't hear it over the flushing. And Dorothy's coming home. And it's just uh, probably like I looked at Brent and I was like. <gasps> Oh, like I've seen the film no. several times, and I was just tensed up in my seat because, like, ooh, like it's yeah. it's so well done. And I'm just like looking at you, just kind of like, uh, what the fuck is gonna happen now? Like, why why do you look so tense right now? And you're like, because I've seen it, and I know what's happening next. And even then, like, even though I had seen it before, like, it felt like I had the same feelings as when I was watching it the first time. Mm-hmm. Which is a sign of I think I think of like a really good film. Oh, absolutely! You can get the same reactions. You know, if you come back to it after a while, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. you're getting the same response you got the first time, the same like positive yeah. response. Yeah. So he's walking around. And he hears somebody. She. He hears Dorothy uh, jingling, jangling with the keys, yep, uh, opening up the door, and there's a closet <laughs> right over there, mm-hmm. and. Like R. Kelly, he finds himself trapped in the closet. But he doesn't have no Beretta. He did not have a Beretta. He did not have a Beretta to pull out. But this shit was getting fucked up! It's fucked up! Yeah. And, uh... You just... And, like, yeah, I, I told it... To, I said it this to you. He... It was... This is the shot of him in the closet. Of him watching. And even, like, from his perspective. It just seems simple, but it just... It really just made me feel like I was in there with him. Yeah, like, the, the effects that they did, like, what I uh, brought up and pointed out was, like, the vignette kind of, like, you've got the... Yeah, like, the, yep, the top and bottom kind of, yeah, like, you're you've looking got through the slats, slats. Yep, and then, like, you've got the soft darkening around the edges and, and everything like that. Jeffrey peeking out from the darkness, like, hiding in a, a bunch of her, like, dresses. And just trying to be as quiet as a fucking mouse, and she is having a very private... She's having a fucking episode. Yeah, she's having a very private, intimate, uh, mental breakdown. She gets a phone call, um, you don't really know at the, at the time, because you know, you're not introduced to Frank. Not yet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's, she's delirious on the phone. She's like... No, let me talk to my son. Let me talk mm-hmm. to my son, and then and then you know, you can tell you like hung up because she's distraught. Yeah, just like on the floor in her underwear, just like hands and knees, just hand like hands over her head, just tears defeated. her wig off. Yep. Yeah, and like it's, uh, yeah, you're, it's 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 like stuff like that. Just just really like 
intimate scene where she knows she's alone, but she's not. I mean, she thinks she's alone. Right. You should. You see her like things that people would do. Yeah, her inner inner self. Yeah. The things that she wouldn't do even in front of somebody that she had been in love with for like thirty years. Right. You know, it's just uh, and there there's Jeffrey in the closet, unbeknownst to the world. And, like, just kind of not sure if he wants to... Because if you think about it, he totally had a chance to leave without being seen. As she walks down the hallway... She went you know, to the bathroom. There was like, a mirror. There was a mirror. I thought that to myself. Like, oh, shit. At the same time, though, if I was like, I need to get out, I need to get out, I need to get out, I can't be here. I probably just busted that shit yeah. open and just ran. Yeah, if you and ran and, and ran and ran and ran. Away. <laughs> but the thing is, is that why? I mean, she, she was ever... naked. She wouldn't yeah. like chase after her. She might call the cops, but would she, she might... though? No, I mean we don't know that. But... Yeah, yeah. At the time, we don't know that. I'm guess I'm talking like if this lady wasn't going through a fucking crisis. Yep. A kidnapping, murder crisis. Yeah. And then, yeah, more than likely. So it's just like, uh, it's one of those things, though. It's like, you have to gauge uh, Jeffrey as a character. Now, is he staying there? Yeah, he probably didn't quite want to leave. Exactly. Uh, driven by curiosity. And then, of course, you know, a perversion. What's, yeah, Sandy you know? asks him before he goes up there. Like, uh, Are I, you can't, d- I can't tell. Are you a detective or a pervert? To, in his response... That's for me to know and for you to find out. Which is the wrong thing to say when a, a high school girl asks you a question like that. Jeffrey is probably 19, 20, I'm assuming. And very obviously not, not a detective. And very obviously... Most likely a pervert. Very much so a pervert. Yes. Whether, he wants, whether he wants to accept that or not. Whether it was his fault or not. Yeah. I guess what I mean is... He became a pervert, whether he wanted to or not, I guess. Yes. So his, driven, his actions. driven by his Freudian instincts, I would say, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to stay in here in the shadows and watch this woman uh, continue to unveil herself to the world and, uh, and to me. Yeah, she, she strips naked in the bathroom, but then she comes back. Mm-hmm. And then he has to, like, sink, back away. Sink into the closet. And luckily, yeah, she just... You know, knew what she wanted. She just reaches right in there and grabs her blue velvet dress. Yep. And we don't know how she would react necessarily if she would have found Jeffrey in the closet. You know, at that at that point, we're like, would she be like, ah, and then just slap him? No, because she's fucking psycho. We find out exactly what she would do because she, shortly after... And, like, it's the build-up to it because mm-hmm. he, he, like, tips something over in the closet. Mm-hmm. And she fucking just instantly, yeah. You know, she nonchalantly kind of walks through a kitchen, pulls out a kitchen knife and shimmies along the wall where you can't, where one wouldn't be able to see her approach. Yep. With the knife. Yeah. And just like the, it does like the big like trumpet stinger like. Yeah. <laughs> As the closet opens up and oh like it's yeah dude, and like you think oh he's just gonna hide again. No. Nope. He is seen and she is like screaming, pointing a fucking butcher knife at his face, gets she, him to come out. She's like, What are you doing in here? Like Yeah, and her like, like I just I just I just smoky Italian it. accent. Yeah. And and she just <laughs> She pushes like, this like you poor like child. Seeing, like you like seeing people undress, like like no you do it. Like she gets on her knees yep. in the living room. 
while he's undressing in front of her at knife point, like literally forced because he's like, I just want to go home. I'll leave. Like, let me just, I'll just go home. Like, and she's like, she fucking pokes him in the face with the knife, like force, forcefully yeah. drawing blood. And then she gets on her knees and then forces him to undress in front of her. Yeah. And it's like kind of magic how Jeffrey's pants just he's, like he, he's probably he's probably no stranger to having to get his clothes off quickly. <laughs> yeah, cuz apparently he's he's, so he's, hit with he's the down ladies. to his underwear first. Yep. And she's like, "Come here." And then she gets all like weirdly seductive and weirdly intimate with him while holding a knife to him. Yeah. Like he's at this point he's, being molested. Yeah. Like, and then um that then escalates very quickly to um, almost rape until... She's damn near, like, sucking she is, off. Yeah, she's pretty much sucking his dick. And then after that... Um, Somebody knocks on the door. Right? Yeah. And, uh... Well, no, doesn't, like... I thought she, that she, she takes him to the couch. couch. Yeah, she takes him to the couch. And that's why I was saying that... Uh, and so, like, on top of him, holding a knife to him. Like, yep, with her, with her, just her dress on. So it's like, she is about to fuck this young boy yeah. at knife point. Yeah. This boy is about to be raped. So... A strange turn of events indeed. Yeah. And but it doesn't stop there. No. So then she forces Jeff back into the closet as she has a... Uh, a gentleman vis- caller. Yeah, a gentleman caller in the night, uh, knocking at the door. Uh-huh. And it's probably the strangest character in a movie I've seen in probably 15 years. She's really disturbing antagonist, for sure. Yeah. Uh, which is when Dennis Hopper comes in uh, as the character Frank. Um, he's incredibly violent. Very mean. Always shouting, always yep. swearing. Uh, yeah. Very he never demeaning, very de- like degrading when to, he, when he to, talks. Uh, to... Um, Pretty much everyone, but especially uh, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yep. Uh, especially Dorothy, uh, and and it's just kind of like really fucking strange. I mean, he's a leather jacket wearing, slick haired, uh, piece of shit. Yeah. Really, and uh, you kind of see like he's uh, he's the guy who's not afraid to put a bullet in somebody and uh, fucking put his cigar out on their fucking face after he kills them and then laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, you just see, like, literally how fucking depraved and terrifying this man is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... It's it's quite a scene to be introduced to your antagonist. Yeah, he comes in, he shouts at her, calls her a fucking idiot for not having his bourbon ready for him. Yeah, he's like, don't you, can't you fucking remember anything? Like. Yeah, and she, like, turns off the light, lights the fucking candle up on yeah. the wall... Like, there's this whole fucking mantra that he needs to Right, be. you can tell, like, it's it's supposed to be a routine where he shows up and... She does this thing. Does things for him. Yeah. Against her will. Yep. But we don't know exactly why yet. Yeah. Like, we kind of have a rough idea, you, maybe. It's, but it's explained it's, throughout it's that for, scene. It's for, I guess, uh, hinted at. Because you see that dumb little child propeller hat in her... Yep. Yeah. Yeah... And then, of course, her but grabbing no, no the, the photo from under the couch. Yeah, yeah. And then she right gets after the phone call, call I believe. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. It's still a little jumbled. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, after that, he, like, tells her to sit the fuck down. Yeah, she, she gets on the she, couch. Yeah, she lights that candle, mm-hmm. walks over to the corner, pulls up a chair into that same area. Yep. And sits there. And he's like, all right, now spread them. 
real wide, like wider. She's lifting up her dress and spreading her legs. Once in a while, Ryan's like, don't you fucking look at me. Yeah, and then uh, different times when she would look at him, he would sock her in the fucking mouth. Uh-huh. Um, and this this is something that happens to Dorothy quite often, getting punched or slapped in the fucking mouth. Slapped around. Uh, pretty fucked up. And it's kind of funny. I, I would just like to add um, just this kind of like funny tidbit in this exact scene. Uh, Dennis Hopper did not know because um, Isabella Rosalini was actually naked under the velvet robe when she did that uh, creepy ritualistic rape scene with him that they were in. Um, Dennis Hopper did not know that she was naked under the uh, dress. And so, like, when you see his eyes widen, it's probably because he's seeing... Like, oh, shit. It's Isabella Rosalini's vagina. Her cuter. Yeah, like, literally, just like... uh, And it was the very first time either of them had ever worked together. Uh. So, like, they had not worked on the movie at all before this point. Like, it was literally the first time that uh, he, uh, he saw her, essentially, on set in character. Huh. And then he starts, like, fucking huffing this yeah, weird gas. He, out of his coat pocket, he has a canister full of, I I think, amyl nitrate. Mm-hmm. And, oh, he's, uh, puts that fucking face mask up to his mouth and just starts huffing. And just like, <sighs> and, oh. So, uh, the funny thing is, is that, uh, yeah, you are correct. It's amyl nitrate. Uh... Which uh, is supposed to be used to enhance sexual experiences. Ah. Like that was um, uh, that was actually Dennis Hopper's idea, because yeah, yeah, I think um, David Lynch wanted him to use helium. And like, but yeah, David Lynch, he's David Lynch, he's he's naive, like truly. Yeah. To like strange things. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff, like drugs, really. And uh, the funny thing is, is that, like, when I saw him put it on, I honestly thought that it was going to be helium. Right. Because, like, I was like, it would just be such a David Lynch thing to do to have this strange fucking guy, like, this awful, awful person. Who, like, huffs a bunch of helium before he rapes somebody. Yeah, and, like, because, uh, what does he say right after he fucking huffs this shit? The baby wants to fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, mommy, mommy. Yeah, like, mommy, mommy. <laughs> like, oh, it's so disturbing. It's it's so fucked. Um, but yeah, Hopper uh, only realized years later how bizarre the concept of a heli- uh, helium-breathing maniac talking with a high voice was. Lynchover <laughs> felt that using helium might elicit laughter in the audience, which would have been undesirable. Um, I, like, yeah, obviously I would have laughed, but I also would have been like, that is so yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, like I honestly thought it was gonna be helium. <laughs> it's like if like you're. But you're, at the same time, you kind of be like, why? And be like, it's a David Lynch film. Yeah, it's like if your character started talking like a Donald Duck voice when he was about to kill, which is an actual movie, and it's really stupid. Is it? Yep. What's the title? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> it was okay. It was directed by the person who made um, Cannibal Holocaust, so I could probably find it pretty quick if I needed to. Right. Right. Yeah. So yes, he, 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 like essentially, and then I think takes a few more huffs, and then uh, 
And then, like, knocks her onto the fucking ground. Yeah, and then just kind of, like, jackhammers on top of her for, like, three seconds. And then just blows his load. And we... You can't really see if he had actually, like, unzipped his pants, taken out his schlong, and did did the whole fucking thing. Or if he just, like, jerked off in his pants by, like, dry humping her. Yeah. It's It's a really... It's up in the air. And it's very fast, and it's very strange. And overall, the entire time, the, uh... The scene is shown in the point of view of Jeffrey yes. in the closet, trying not to make a fucking peep. Because he's like naked in there. Yep. I think he slipped his trousers back on, but something. Um, but yeah, so like, after after this dude blows his load, he fucking leaves. Yes. And Jeffrey Still comes out. In there. Yeah, Jeffrey comes out and like Dorothy's on the floor, just de- defeated. Yep, you know, and he tries to console her. Yeah. And, like, tries to do so for a while, and then she just, like, comes on to him very strong without the knife at this point, and just, like, hey, hit me. And he's like, what? No. And then she's like, get the fuck out of my house! And he's like, what the fuck? And it's just, you don't know who the fuck the villain is at this point, even though it seems like it's pretty fucking easy to tell. You don't fucking know what the fuck is going on. Truly, like... Like, you're just like, Jeffrey, get the fuck out of here and don't look back. My boy. <laughs> you need, need to, leave. to leave. Yeah. And he doesn't. Um, there's like a weird, You think like, that would, do the normal, the, the layman. Yeah. You, you think that would, that would scare you off. Like, I think I'm done with this. Yeah. I think looks I've gone like a little I, too far. Yeah, it looks and like I'm I ate a little I'm, bit too much chocolate cake today. I think I, think I'll just chalk this up as a life lesson and can count my lucky stars that I came out alive, even. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because uh, after... I was going to say, because after uh, Dennis Hopper, Frank, uh, hops off of uh, Dorothy Valance, he uh, threatens her with a pair of scissors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he has has a blue velvet fetish. Yeah. He, like, shoves it in his mouth and, like, her mouth. Yeah. And he carries, like, a little piece around with him. Yeah, it seems like he's got some strange, like, uh, love for uh, classic songs as well as we see uh, yeah. later with the uh, character Ben, uh, which is swath, a very... Swath, motherfucker. Yeah, uh, just a really strange character. Really, really fucking strange. Kind of want to know what the fuck happened to his hand. You know, it's just like bandage all the yeah, fuck. Yeah, you never find out. You never know. But uh, now we're hopping all over the place. So let's yeah. let's get a little bit more centralized, a little bit more focused. So, so uh, uh, Frank, Jeffrey, he's alive, but he's really confused. He's really confused, a little scared. and he's uh, he's only getting uh, a couple of the puzzle pieces to the uh, to the whole story here. Um, and uh, overall, uh, doesn't know what to think but he does have some knowledge as he's leaving that first night i believe it was uh he finds he kind of pieces together like okay because he, he does take a peek at that picture frame he takes a peek, peek at like the picture Don, frame which uh, has Don the Don uh Mellon the Jr. birth certificate on the back of it which is kind of like a weird plot device because who puts a birth certificate to the back of a well plot? i don't know maybe, you know what maybe, i mean maybe that's a thing people did i don't know I, i've never heard of it but uh yeah, anywho, yeah. then uh, the propeller hat, of course, he sees that. That elicits he a response from Dorothy. Like, okay, the husband and child are kidnapped, most yep. likely by, by Frank. Frank. Because, and, and now Frank is... Because he, he threatens her, he's like, stay alive. And then he kind of is like, I, I think she wants to die. Yep. But she can't because then, you know, she's 
Her son is lost. Yep, her son's lost, husband's dead. And uh, never really tells you how the husband and, and son came to be kidnapped or why. Other yeah. than the fact that Frank is a piece of shit. And, uh, yeah, that might... Honestly... I I, maybe, maybe the husband got involved with Frank and had a bad deal or something. Right, yeah, it had to have been something like that. And then he was like, alright, well, I'm gonna fuck your wife. So yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's a really strange plot, but overall like easy to follow, I guess. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the fact that it's, like it's there, it's digestible. Yeah, it's digestible, and uh, a lot of the uh, side points are kind of um, not there, like why and when. But um, you find out that the ear belongs to Dorothy's husband. The scissors that uh, Frank used uh, to snip. The blue velvet from her dress so that he can, you know, huff it and sniff it and shove it in his fucking mouth and whatever the fuck. Were also the same scissors that he used to snip off uh, Dorothy's husband's ear. Mm-hmm. Most likely. Most likely. But they, uh... Yeah, he makes re uh, reference to Van Gogh and then he uh, just gets the fuck out. And then, you know, we had the strange, weird consoling scene and then uh, after a while Jeffrey like leaves to go talk about his uh, quote unquote findings yeah <laughs> he leaves some details out of his encounter when he recounts it to Sandy yeah yeah I think I would too and he's just like you could tell that like the whole uh, interaction really fucked with him especially throughout the film when he's like literally the car when they pull up to the church yeah he has like kind of like a breakdown yeah just kind of staring off in the distance He's, yeah. he's like he's like breaks down to tears. Yeah. Well, he's just like he's like why are there people like Frank? Yeah, why are there people Which, like, like Frank? It's weird because it's like it's it's such like a simple question, but in that scene, I, I think it's kind of effective. Whereas this is it's like why like why are the people are so fucked up after you know witnessing firsthand this horrible horrible act. Yeah. So uh, one what, of the worst acts that a human can commit to another human. Mm-hmm. Especially with the uh, background information that you're given, like, this woman is being forced to do sexual acts uh, for this man who is uh, a fucking devil yeah. wearing uh, man's skin. And uh, overall, it, God, it's so hard to, you know, like, you, you really feel for Jeffrey and Sandy. You can tell that she's like, just fucking stop. Yeah, but, he's like, but I can't stop, though. Yeah. I'm so curious. I'm so fucking curious. Well, yeah, he's like, you need to tell my father. And he's like, I can't do that. Yep. Like, don't do that. Do not tell your father about my involvement in this. Yeah, because what I'm doing dad, is very illegal. I've attained yeah. this information illegally, he says. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, the father had already said, hey, like, don't fucking enough. get in the middle of it. Like, it's it's a police investigation now. I'll, I'll tell you more. When it's done and dealt with. Yeah, like, when I can't, like, yeah. And uh, so, from from there, what does he what does he do after that? He goes and sees her again. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, I, I can't remember what came first. He, he does stake out Frank's gang. Yep. He, he goes follows... to see Dorothy seeing, and then yeah, he follows Frank's crew mm -hmm. to their like factory hangout yeah they're a weird ass factory hangout and going back to you know how he uses that hardware store to kind of further his 
mm -hmm. uh, meddling. Yeah. He makes like a weird device where it's like a dashboard. Dashboard camera. Yeah, there he's, he moves a string to like open up a slide revealing the lens and then yeah, snips, snaps photos. Yeah. Where he sees the yellow suited man again. Yeah, the big portly fellow in the yellow Frank. suit. And a sharp dressed man, a well dressed man, who's got big eyebrows and a mustache. Yep, and sunglasses and shit. Looks like he's wearing a nice Italian suit. Looks like a 70s hitman. He really does, yeah, <laughs> he does. And, uh, you know, he's just like, oh, what the fuck? This is strange. Yeah. So. And then he, he does bring those pictures to um, Sandy's father. Yeah, well, he tries to, at first. He tries to go to see Sandy's dad at the police station. That's getting that's that's pretty later on. He does. He sees Dorothy again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he just knocks. Yeah. And she lets him in, and she's like, "I looked in my closet for you." Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and and because. Jeffrey's oh. Jeffrey's boner could not keep him away. Yeah, and so he decides I'm gonna stick my dick in crazy. He knows why he went there. Yeah, exactly. He knows exactly why he went there. And uh, Aunt Barb, well, she was right. She said, "Don't go to fucking Lincoln." And you know, he, he went down to Lincoln, and now look. So they end up having sex, and she is like pushing him. To hit her. Yeah. To which, you know, he's like, I don't hit women. He's like, I you know, don't want to He do that. saw what Frank did to her, like, literally slugging her in the mouth. Yeah. And he's just like, nope, nope, nope. And then she's, like, going crazy and pretty much just, like, about to say, like, well, then get the fuck out of my house and, you know, I don't want to do the bang. She's just screaming, like, hit me, hit me. Mm-hmm. And finally he backhands her and it makes a very big, big, uh, big deal of it. Because it is a it is a turning point for the character Jeffrey. Yeah, it's dark I mean, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, Shin Jeffrey. The ambiance changes. Uh, like, it's yeah, like slow, slow mo. Like, there's like really weird, like, really disturbing sexing. <laughs> like that's what you're hearing coming out of their mouths, and there's this like weird. Oh God. I seeing that that scene. I think after the first night when he leaves the first encounter. Yeah. He has, like, a fucked up dream of his, like, father's face, like, melting off to the side or something. Oh, yeah. And, like, Frank, like, screaming in, like, slow motion, like. Yeah, and, like, he wakes up and he's, like, crying. Yeah. And he's just thinking about being raped. His dad had a stroke or whatever. He's not even being there for his dad. He just saw a man do this to a woman and, like, didn't even stop it, you know. I mean, could he have really? And if he did try he'd probably be killed yeah um but uh yeah so like he ends he ends up having sex with dorothy and they, uh, they develop a strange relationship yes they do a very strange relationship indeed and so uh after after like you know he gets done doing that he's got his clothes on and uh they share a kiss and he's like leaving and as he's leaving runs into frank I think there's three times he goes to see her. Three times? I think on that third time. That's the one that happens? I think it kind of lures me to a false sense of security because he's playing like Roy Orbison or, you know, just. Yeah. You know, classic 
happy music where he's creeping up to her house at night and it's like, like ah, da, 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 da. I'm yeah. gonna go get that poos and then <laughs> yep as he's about to leave you know they he kiss runs by. yep he walks out and Frank's crew comes in he's like who the fuck is this fuck you're like he's Oh, that's that's right, because Brent, if you remember right, uh, they end up, uh, Jeffrey and Sandy end up going back to the slow club. Yes. And that's when, uh, or uh, maybe just Jeffrey It was does. just Jeffrey, I believe. And uh, he sees Frank over there with, like, the piece of blue velvet, like, watching her do her little set. Mm-hmm. He's, like, huffing on it and shit. And that's when he followed them to the factory. Yep, the factory and everything like that. So it's it's shown that this guy is probably sh- like showing up all the time there. Uh-huh. So now let's go back to him uh, continuing to see this girl, even though he knows that this man is like intimately involved with her, showing up at least fairly often, at, and definitely going to see her at the club. Yes. Well, he's going to her place and to. Do the fuck. Kid is D wet. Wetened. Because Sandy's with Mike and therefore Sandy can't be with Jeff. But Jeffrey's he's moving in on that as well. Yeah, he's uh He knows it. It's like playing Risk, but you're both yellow and red red team. <laughs> and you just kinda circle around blue and green. And she's anyway. Like, it's like don't get the wrong idea because I love Mike. He's like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. that's for sure. Like, yeah, I would never. We're just we're just We are just friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're joking, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Frank doesn't really like take to the idea of Jeffrey just being a neighbor. It's like who's yeah? He's like who's this? He's like oh, it's just the neighbor boys from the neighborhood. He's like, oh yeah, good fucking neighbor, huh? Like yeah. Every fucking sentence that comes out of Frank's mouth. Pretty much every is other fuck. He probably I think I think they did a fuck count. They probably should have. I wonder if it, uh, I wonder think, if oh, Goodwill no, Hunting yeah. or uh, if that one actually has um, more. Okay, uh, so you know he's like, yeah, "Howdy, neighbor, let's go for a joyride." He's like, "I don't want to do that." He's like, "Do what? Go for a ride." Now that's a good idea, <laughs> Heineken. <laughs> So they go for a joyride. They're like reaching. Like, a... We gotta go see Ben, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's go see fucking Ben. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta take a good neighbor to see Ben. Yeah. And they pull up to this building. They go at neon light. They go at like a high speed, nearing quantum leap speeds. <laughs> and they pull up to this building. Then I like the neon sign. It just says, "This is it." Yep. This is it. They get out. You know, they're hooting and hollering. Two salty looking dogs out front. Yeah. And they're just like, Ugh. And yeah, Dean's or Ben, sorry. Ben's uh apartment is harem. Uh it looks like he runs like a bar and has a back room. Yeah. I would say it's probably some sort of very seedy bar and he has it's a like, back room. <laughs> Before they enter though, he's like he's like Norman get get the beers. It's a fucking beers. Let's go. And like, and he asks Jeffrey what kind of beer he likes. And he's like, uh, Heineken. He's like Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pat Blue Ribbon. And then, uh, yeah, they're driving. You know, they, they they're driving real fast. Um, uh, Frank's Cruz is fucking with Jeffrey in the back. Switchblades laughing, doing like, Chucky laugh, yeah, all that shit. <laughs> 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 
He's like, you ever been to pussy heaven? He's like, hey, ask, ask, uh, ask this fuck here if he's ever been to pussy heaven. He's like, no. He's like, he says no, Frank. (laughs) 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 They're just looking at each other, laughing at each other and shit. And uh, they they took they took the whole crew. They, they, yeah, that's that's also they, they're they're taking Dorothy as well because. Yep. So they're like stuffed, six people. It's, yeah, like, yeah, six people in a in a, in a, in a charger, charger. It looked like charger, yeah. And um, which seems to change like its <laughs> quality. Its quality, yeah. It looks like it's in like. Uh, disrepair a few times. I think you got confused because later on they're being chased by another charger. And that they was thought it shitty. was Frank. That was a nicer charger, and that was Mike's. Something, dude. I, I did the watch at the end. I I never paid that much attention to the cars. Right. I I don't know. That's for some reason just something I pay attention to, even though I'm not a big car guy. Yeah. At all, but I just uh, I just pay attention to it. I guess for no fucking reason. Um. But yeah. So like they meet up with Ben. Otherwise, uh, also you know, uh, Dean Stockwell. He's got like a harem of strange women that are. They see Frank come in, and then one of them just, like, immediately gets up and fucks off to another room. Yep. And then, uh, you know, one comes by with some with some glasses, and then they start pouring, uh... <laughs> it's like, where's the guy named glasses? If there's one thing I can't fucking stand, it's warm fucking beer. It makes me fucking puke. And he's just sitting there, like, fuming. Like, okay, okay, Frank, I'm getting him. He's like, got him here. Yeah, it's just weird. So he's like, like so strangely angry all the time, and all just the like time. almost like he's having child tantrums. But like you it's, know it's that a, he's like a a violent man child. Yeah. Almost. Like if I if I had to put my finger on it, it almost seems like he's suffering from like massive uh, uh, syphilis, like of the brain. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just uh, he's really really fucked up. You know, getting mad about shit like that, and you feel like this is the guy that's gonna put a bullet in someone's head for serving him warm beer or something yeah. to that extent, and like just like, nobody wants right, to be around. I got the beer spring. I got the glasses. You want me to pour it? No, I want you to fuck it. Shit, yes, pour the fucking beer. <laughs> just like the weirdest fucking lines that could come out of that man. Yeah. And and so they do. They have a toast, a toast to, to Frank's you, fuck. He's like to your health. He's like, no, I don't want a toast to that. It's toast to fucking. Ben, say here's to your fuck. As you wish, Frank. His eyes pretty Flutter. much squinted shut on us. Here's to your fuck. Just like a creepy, very like soft-spoken man who's also a, a drug dealer on a massive level. Yeah. Um, passing off uh, pills and bills to Frank. You also find out that Dorothy's uh, son, at least, is, is in this building. Is in this building behind a door uh, behind one of these like large sitcom. And you mother never women. see him. Never see him, and like it sounds like she's under a lot of stress when she goes in there. Like, or like something bad. Is something going on bad. Like, either yeah. the son, like, the the child, does not want to see his mother. Or like Something blames her because he's, he's like, no, no, mommy loves you. Yeah, you don't, you don't see what's happening in there, but it just sounds really bad. And while that's going on, and, and I guess it's kind of left, like you don't see it, so you're like, what, what could be happening in there yep. with this child that may or may not be in there that we haven't actually seen? Right, we're just being told there's one in there. And of course, so like instead of actually being told what's going on, we have been uh, put on a tape. 
candy covered clowns they call the Sandman. <laughs> Candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes So candy-covered clowns they call the Sandman? By uh, Roy Orbison Alright, well... Who's that fucking song? I don't know, I don't know that's a whole... <laughs> I'm not gonna play the whole thing. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ben, he pulls up like a... Like a... Like a... A light you'd hang up on your... In like the hood of your car to see what you're doing. Yeah, I was gonna say like a dank basement. Like industrial lamp thing. Yeah. Pulls it up to his face like a microphone and starts lip syncing. And he looks kind of fucking ghostly with the amount of makeup that he's wearing. Yeah, yeah like powdered ass face and... He's got like a eyeliner on like the sides of his eyes so yeah. he like squints it just looks extra squinty yeah um you know the crew's just kind of like getting into it like uh Brad Dorff's character Chucky looks like a weird wooden snake <laughs> yeah he's, and he's like standing on top it. of the couch in the background playing with it and then you know Frank's standing up there with Ben and like they're holding he seems like emotional you know he's sitting there like, he, he really like the music just really affects him you see his face you know he's He's liking it at first, and then, like, something, it reminds him of something, or Fuck it's, it, like, too something. pure for him, or yeah. something. Like, Cause, like, at first, he's, like, like I close in euphoria. My eyes. Like, almost, he's singing with the song, and then he gets incredibly upset. Like, he's, like, pained. Yeah. He's, like, gritting his teeth and, like, squinting his eyes shut, and then all of a sudden, he's like, alright, that's enough, let's... Let's go for a fucking ride. We're taking him for a joyride, remember? And like, yeah, fucking joyride. He's like, yeah, yeah. You want to come with Norman? And like, he's like, yeah, you, yeah. Come on, get in. We're going for a ride. And so they have seven, seven bodies in the car now. Yeah, but because they, they leave, pick up that fucking strange woman before they leave. Um, you know, he turns to the rest of the room, holds his arms up, and shouts, "Let's fuck." I'll fuck anything that moves. <laughs> and then they vanish. Yeah. Well, it, it they vanish from the frame. Like everybody. the only thing that's missing and is a you, little. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you hear like the the car engine just revving. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're in they're laughing and hooting and hollering in the car, going like over a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, I think it. Yeah, it shows that uh, at at speeds uh, hitting 110 miles an hour, and they're going uh, across the bridge, and the crew continues to fuck with Jeffrey the whole time, and then um, they are they slowed down or did they stop at first? And he starts to uh, huff that amyl nit uh, nitrite again. Yeah, they. I think they. Yeah, they kind of go off into the boonies. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he, uh... Because they're getting real fucking far. They're on, like, the outskirts out there, of uh, yeah. Lumberton right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, huffing, and then he has Dorothy next to him. And he just wants Starts to... Starts playing with her boobies. A little too rough. And then she's like, ah, oh, stop it. And then, like, that just pisses Jeffrey off. He's like, hey, stop it. And he's like, shut up, fuck. They always they just call him fuck. Yeah, I was, uh... I actually had a lot of self-reflection in that because I, I tend to call things and people fuck a lot. Like, yeah. just, you are a fuck. And I'm like, oh, shit, am I Frank? Oh, no. 
Oh, like, no. Yeah. She says to him in the car after he huffs a bunch of that and then starts trying to grope and grasp. And, yeah. And then, and then Jeffrey speaks up for himself finally. Yeah, he's like, he's like, hey, like, leave her alone. Like, that's, that's enough. Stop it. Which is not a good idea when you're in the and, car. Like, yeah, like, Frank's you know. like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he keeps doing it. And then she's just like, she's in pain. She's yeah. not having a good time, obviously, for, yeah. you know, a number of reasons. And then Jeffrey, yeah, he, uh, he just punches him right in the just fucking... Just fucking cold cocks the guy. Punches him right in the fucking face. Yeah, like and he's square in the mouth and nose. I like the way Frank handles that, too. He's like, oh, like, oh you're fucked. You're next. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, just get him out of the car, Norman. <laughs> Give him the fuck out and yeah like they they spin the car out into like fucking nowhere you see him go off the road and your first thought's like oh fuck jeffrey's dead now yeah you think yeah and so he's got two of his guys holding him up frank he's putting on lipstick and he has norman yeah going i mean put why on not candy covered clowns yeah again and then that weird, weird like <laughs> lady decides to <laughs> That lady of the night, whatever the fuck she is... Decides to, you know, dance a jig on top of the car. And her jig reminded me of, like, every strange dance that, like, some older woman would do on the uh, Tim and Eric Awesome show <laughs> yeah, on right? right? And just like, what the fuck is going on? They just, like, cut to her while, like, Frank is applying lipstick and just like, you're gonna fucking get it! And he's like, like, don't let me see you again, fucker. Yeah. Like, did you want a love letter? Like, yeah, I'll give you a love letter. You know what that is, fucker? The <laughs> fucker? Like, it's a bullet from a gun. From me. Yeah. To you. Yeah. It's like, when you get a love letter from me, you're fucked forever. And as he starts reciting lines from Candy Covered Clowns, like, in dreams. Yeah, his, his fucking you, fingers, his fingers are pursed. Just, yeah, next Like you're making a finger puppet. After he smooshed him on the lips with lipstick. And, and on the cheeks and shit. Yeah, and Jeffy's just sitting there like... Let it let it end, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, and yeah. So it's also got a knife up to his throat at this point. Yep, too. yep. Chucky's got the switchblade up to his neck. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very very uh, intense scene. You're like, he's not gonna get out of this alive. He's not gonna get out of this alive. And then he starts getting the fucking shit kicked out of him. Yeah, they just beat his ass all night. And you're like, okay, he's he's gonna die. But then we actually get a nice scene. Him waking up on a Sunday, uh, sunny, sunny morning, beaten, battered, cut, bruised, and f- like just he's not looking fucked. so good. Yeah, he's looking rough as fuck. Like his uh, a bad night. His clothes are like tattered. When he yeah, stands like, he up, slept in like a pile of mud, pretty much. Yeah, a pile of mud and gravel, and like just him looking around. You can see that he starts his trek home. Yeah, he starts his trek home and like looking around, like you see, he's on like the edge of town at like the lumber mill. Mm-hmm. And like sunrise. Yeah, at sunrise. So like you figure anywhere between like five thirty and six o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, because I'm guessing this is around you know May, Spring, April, summertime, whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he just kind of fucks off. Yeah. Goes home and Next he's all. Next scene, you know, he wakes up. Oh Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> Has another nightmare. He, yeah, he has a bad nightmare. I think he wakes up and he's just crying. Cause oh, yeah, he's sobbing? Just, yeah, like, really bad sobbing. I would also like to point out, uh, just at this point, that, uh, like, this this was a scene where I noticed, like, that strange, like, uh, Chinese lion oh, yeah. guardian head, like, lamp thing on the wall. In the Ben's place? Uh, uh no. No, in uh, the, the prom. 
um, in Jeffrey's party. room. Oh yeah. And then like it comes up later. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if it has anything to do with uh anything. with anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. So he comes downstairs right after he's done sobbing. Yeah, you know his mom and I think his aunt. His aunt Barbara. Barb. Yeah. Barb. Uh, you know they have breakfast right. They're sitting there eating. He's about to join them and. He enters the scene. They they see him like, oh my god, because his face is fucked up, and he's like, he's saying now he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's everything's okay now. Like I just I just don't want to talk about it. And Aunt Barbara is like, you know, she grabs his hand. It's like, you know, sometimes it's good. <laughs> it's sometimes it's good to talk about these things though, and it's it's the best way to just like explain away like okay, his family's not gonna interfere with his quote-unquote investigation anymore mm -hmm. it's like barbara i love you but you're gonna get it he says <laughs> and then it just cuts to him being like pulling up to the fucking school yep and you're like or no uh the uh police office actually that's uh that's when he goes to the yeah, police so department decides, like okay i need to, i'm gonna fucking get the fuck get, out of here i need to drop off these everything pictures. that i gathered to the police yep like this is when i step out i've been in too deep for too long like i almost died like, yeah Though I do kind of wonder what he means by, like, Barb, you're going to get it. Like, is he going to fucking beat the shit out of this poor old woman? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he goes to the police department, and uh, now it seems like he's pretty familiar with the uh, with the police department. Knows where He's the, just uh, walking back there. You don't really see him have to, like, check in or anything. I mean, it's probably that kind of town, you know? Right. They're like, oh, it's just Jeffrey yeah, Beaumont. Yeah, it's old Jeffrey Beaumont. Yeah, Jeff Beaumont's hardware. Uh, Helping, helping his dad at the hardware shop. Mm -hmm. And so he goes upstairs to try and find the detective uh, that's uh, working on the case. So he peeks into a, a room, and then he sees the, the old uh, yellow-suited man. Sitting at a desk. Detective T.R. Gordon. Yep. He sees him. He sees it. Immediately sees him. He sees him look up and just backs the fuck off. Yeah. Goes and gets a drink of water, and then, yeah, just kind of catches the nameplate. Where he says, like, okay, I... I'm not, like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, like, this I was goes a little like, deeper than I imagined. Yeah, that's when um, you get that kind of hint of LA Confidential that I love so fucking well, much. Well, yeah, yeah, I do like that. But, like, they didn't, it, yeah, it, like, the, it keeps, like, piling on, like, okay, now there's a fucking police officer involved in this. Not only that, but, like, a fucking detective. Yeah, he's in on this. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the fuck's this kidnapping, extortion... Right, drug, because drug dealing scheme. yeah, because shortly after this uh, gold suited man was seen with uh, uh, Frank, a uh, local drug dealer was busted, murdered, all that shit, all the drugs seized, etc., etc. Uh, they threw like a prostitute out a window. Oh god, leg. yeah, the yeah. broken leg scene. Gah. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't really hold back with those. Gah. I hate that shit, uh, but I love it at the same time. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so he's like, all right, fuck that, getting out of the police yeah. department, and goes to, uh, Directly. yeah, to Sandy's dad at, at their home that night, and is like, hey, so, picture time. He's like, I need to show you something, I, I can only show this to you, like, mm -hmm. he pretty much just loves with him, he tells Sandy, like, I'm gonna tell your father. Everything. everything. Yeah, and, and, and he's they like, kinda, like, him and Sandy, you know, they're. Pretty really much, close at they, this they point. They pretty much developed. They're pretty much going going steady now. Yeah, they they definitely uh they're yeah. There's one more step in their um S link before they're truly together at this point. They're mm -hmm. at uh, they're at rank nine, yeah. and the uh, high school party is rank ten. 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, they, they shared a kiss, and she was like, oh, I'm still with Mike, blah, blah, there's like, some shit, and fucking Mike's just a boring old fucking football player. Jeffrey breaks into homes and gets raped and molested. <laughs> Which one's cooler? <laughs> Nine times out of ten, women will pick a Jeffrey over a Mike. I'd pick a Jeffrey. <laughs> I'd pick a Jeffrey. Um, Gigi, would you pick a Mike or a Jeffrey? <laughs> just silence. She's a... Uh, Withholding that vote. Yeah. But yeah, so anyway, she, you know, he goes like, to talk to... He's like, look, I, I'll i take some of you with my father. He's like, no, no. No, I, absolutely I won't. Like, not. I, won't, I will make yeah. sure he knows that you're not involved. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, he's like, all right, here's what I've been up to. And he's kind of like, he shows him... Literally lays everything on the table. Shows him the pictures, pretty much lays out everything that he's found out at this point. That Frank and his crew... Have killed, have kidnapped, and most likely murdered uh, Dorothy Ballon's husband. Yep. Kidnapped their, her son. Um, you know, it says like the year probably belongs to Dorothy Ballon's husband. Yep. Um, Frank is Frank and the yellow suit man Gordon. Yep. Uh, have stolen some drugs and murdered a drug dealer. Likely selling the drugs, making a shitload of money. And uh, Gordon getting to take the fame and glory from for you know essentially like having this drug bust or something. quote unquote drug bust, yeah. uh, and then you know just like the general things that you'd see in like a noir film, mm-hmm. you know except uh, it's kind of we got to be that inside man in that and see like everything had already unfolded, whereas typically. It's the person who finds the paper trail and slowly and slowly until, like, they don't realize it because they've been looking down the whole time. But they're standing at the edge of a cliff. <laughs> and before they know it, they're falling. You know, like L.A. Confidential. Like, now you're at the, sh- now, now you're at the fucking shack. Yeah, the you're, outskirts at the, you're, at the victory, you're at the Victory Hotel now. Yeah, you're at the Victory Hotel now. And no uh, it's yeah. too fucking long gone for you to turn back yeah uh so yeah i mean like just sandy's father's like fucking sweet you know, he's like is my daughter involved in it? he's like no no absolutely not he, he like reassures like he's like they're better not being like he's like i understand like yeah yeah of course not no i wouldn't do that to her and uh <clears throat> he you know like leaves leaves him to it leaves and then yeah, her dad it. fucking comes out and just like looks at her and he's like just blank staring at her and she's like what, Daddy? And he's just like blank staring, and she's he's like, like "What's wrong, oh, Dad?" And he's like, "Fuck, baby, nothing wrong." And she's just like, "But, but, yeah." Very like, oh, I'm hiding something, obviously. <laughs> like, he's dead. <laughs> a very, very good take of like, if Lynch did a that's Lynch's take on a teen movie, dude. Is Blue Velvet. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, shortly after that. He's like, well, I guess I'm not done yet. I need to go and make sure that uh, I have a good time at this dance. Yeah, he takes he takes Sandy. Never mind. He was done with it. He was done with it at that point. But then it pulled him back in. Yeah. So he you wanted know, to go to a like Jeffrey and Sandy share. They, there's like a party at somebody's place. You know, they're yep, high school drinking party. beers, listening to music, having slow dance, and which again, like it's just yeah, no kind of blew your mind that people did probably did that back then. Well, yeah, it's just like. Uh, the big thing for me is like you know you've got Sandy who's who's a senior in high school, uh-huh. and then uh, you've got Jeffrey who's, who's in college. Yeah, an indeterminate age of college. Probably like nineteen twenty. Probably somewhere around there, and uh, then um, you know they they go 
to this to this party and not only that but they got served beers at a bar and i'm just kind of like trying to pinpoint like what year this was <laughs> right you know like so like could they drink at 18 let's say yes because i that's i don't want to get off on a tangent like that right 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 <laughs> like uh the tangent that i'm going to save everyone from is just like it takes place in the 80s, but at the same time, it's the 50s and 60s, and everything that can happen will happen, and it's <laughs> it's strange. But yeah, uh, Jeffrey and Sandy, they share a nice evening, like a nice romantic at this party. dance. You know, they and sort of dance, they do the cuddle, kiss the, and then... The strange thing that I had noticed before with the uh, with the strange like Chinese New Year decor, which again probably means nothing it. because <laughs> it's like a David Lynch thing it's, that yeah, probably like, just uh, got added. Oh, I like it. Let's put it in there. That's something that kids like. A Chinese New Year paper dragon. I just think it looks cool. Yeah, like I could see that. And then, uh, yeah, so anyway, moving on from that, right? They have this party. They're leaving. It's leaving, you know, everybody's leaving. They start They start their car. They're like, time to go home. What a wonderful day. So yeah, day. Jeffrey's driving Sandy home until you see a what looks like a black charger hauling ass coming down on him. Yep. So, Jeffrey's like, shit, it's Frank. And then yep. you know, the car chase kind of happens. But if you really think about it, at that point in time, it's kind of like, why the fuck would Frank be here? Why would Frank, yeah. But he sees the charger. And you feel like at this point, like, Frank I mean, he's is... Probably, uh, he's probably, like, scared, you know? Like, still, and like, nothing is untouchable to Frank. Yeah. Like, nothing is sacred. He would like fuck he, with anything. Yeah, like, what, like like he wouldn't just fucking like find Jeffrey and like decide to fuck with him. Yeah, considering the fact that um, now, uh, after and yeah, he he he, he came face to face with Gordon at uh, Sandy's place as well. Yeah, but when they were leaving, Frank did. He like he was warning Jeffrey's like stay away from her. Like don't yep. be a, don't be a good neighbor to her. Yep. It's like yeah, you'll get a love letter. You know, he he kind of kind of sees what's going on. He's like. He's just some dumb... He, I, I don't know if, like... I'm a little confused, like, why he didn't just kill Jeffrey, almost, like... Right, I mean, he probably felt like it was just gonna be too much to clean up, too much to... Maybe he thought, up. you know, he's just some dumb kid who just saw Dorothy. I mean, she's a singer, you know, maybe he just recognized, you know, like... Yep, and got enamored with her and everything and, you know, like that. And, you to go see her and, you know... And he could it. probably be taught a lesson if he just got the piss knocked out of yeah, him. Yeah, like, and then... he's just some dumb kid who'll get scared off. Yeah, after, you know, yeah, they, complete underestimation of thing, his like, curiosity. Not only, like, they, they didn't just beat the shit out of him right there, they took him with them. Yeah. While they did their business, pretty much. Yeah, what's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They just completely, um... I don't know, but it's, it's like, what I want to do now if, like, I make a movie, and, like, my antagonist, like, would, like kidnap essentially for a while the protagonist and like just take them with them <laughs> right i don't know it's just kind of funny too because it's just like you know um perhaps uh they just felt like oh yeah this this dumb kid he won't fucking say anything it's just uh some dumb kid it's fine mm -hmm. you know i don't know man it's a really strange... But that's that's a really fair point, though, I'd say. Like, okay, so, like, you're literally going to sit here with this kid who now knows all of your names, knows all of your faces, <laughs> yeah. knows where you go, knows what you do, 
and essentially has, you know, your entire plan, the, you know, like, figured out. He has all the information. Well, you see, they don't know what Jeffrey knows, really. I they mean, only, they only know what he's amount, seen. Yeah, a fair amount of what he's seen. Like, okay, so this chick is involved with these people that do this with these people for these things for money. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. I just wanted to touch on the fact that he, Frank warned Jeffrey, he was like, stay away from her. Yeah. And then kick the shit out of him. Right. And then. Could have killed him. So, yeah, they're getting chased. But eventually the, the charger pulls up to him. And they're like, Oh, it's fine. Because Sandy's like, oh, it's Mike. And then Jeffrey's like relieved. Like, oh, it's just fucking Mike. Yeah. It's like, because, yeah, at that point, Jeffrey has seen what real monsters look like. Yeah, like some stupid ass, like, jock who has a chip on his shoulder about his girlfriend. Yep, that's now, like, into Jeffrey. And, you know, he's probably just drunk and doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So Just, like, thinks he has to do this because that's what men do some dumb, stupid shit. Yeah, so they, Mike pulls up over the grass, right? like, over the curb into the grass. Which was apparently a, at his house. Yeah, which I thought was kind of strange. They or got there, like, house. so quick. Yeah, well, yeah, it was uh, it was Jeffrey's house. And, um, you know, like, about pulls Jeffrey out of the car. and um, so Was like, it Jeffrey's house or Sandy's house? I want to say, say it was Jeffrey's house. So yeah, like, because what happens when, you know, well, uh, Mike, or, yeah, sorry, Mike, Mike confronts Jeffrey. Mike pulls Jeffrey out of the car and says, what a better place, what better place to beat the shit out of you than in front of your own fucking house? So can you kick your ass in your stupid house? Yeah, and then, like, one of the kids that's with Mike makes a comment, like, oh, is that your mom? And, and like, you see now, in the background, is a very naked Dorothy Valens, like... Like, beat up, bruised, cut. Naked. 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 Just walk around with her arms at her side. Just like really distraught and confused. Disoriented. Yeah. She's like, oh, Jeffrey, is that you? And he was like... What like, the I first watched fuck? it, I was like, like, what is happening? Yeah. And it's just like super fucking strange. And then, yeah, Mike and his dudes immediately back the fuck down. Like, and they apologize. And, <laughs> and like, like Jeffrey's Jeffrey, like, cool. like, he's like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, he like literally takes Mike by the shoulder. He's like, dude, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's, so it's okay. It's okay. They, they, yeah, get Dorothy in their car. It takes, okay, they take, they take, uh... Dorothy to Sandy's place. To Sandy's place. place. Because, uh, yeah, they're looking for Sandy's dad. Yeah. At this point, who is, uh, about to lead the charge on, um, the, uh, Frank boys. Yeah, Raid, uh, Frank's hideout. Yep. And then, so, you know, there's this really creepy scene where, like... A naked Dorothy Valens is like recounting her time with Jeffrey alone. Okay. Before you do that, though, yeah, um, I want to mention that they uh, when when Jeffrey picks up Sandy to go to the the dance or the party. Yep. The yellow suited detective. Picks oh no! Up, I, I totally said that. I yeah. really mentioned it, and then I, I do like the scene where you know. Um, uh, Sandy's father. I I can't. I'm not. I can't remember his name. He's like Detective Watterson, Robertson. I don't know. Kind of pulls him aside. He's like, "Play it cool, Jeffrey." Yeah, yeah. I did like that. Yeah. And then they they like, because up until that point, dude, I was like, "Oh fuck, is her dad in on it too?" Because you know, if he's there, that must mean like they're at least like somewhat kind of like partners, you know. And I was, but you know, sweet. So I guess like. We'll, we'll get back to that. But yeah, no, he sees it, you know, and Jeffrey, you know, he plays school. He's like, oh, you know, just some fatherly advice, you know, probably to dad, like, hey, you 
you take care of my daughter now, or... Yeah, don't you go do nothing that I wouldn't do with my daughter. Yeah. That I wish I could do. Uh, anyways, uh, anyways, uh, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, they take they take Dorothy, who's beat up and fucked up and delirious and has no mm-hmm. idea what the fuck's happening. He's like, oh, Jeffrey. And they go into Sandy's house and get her a coat, you know, try and cover her up. Uh, Dorothy is just grabbing onto, embracing Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And just saying, like, she just turns to Sandy's mom and Sandy. It's just like, he put his disease in me. <laughs> oh, she just, like, God, keeps yeah. saying that. Yeah. And, and then, like, Laura's... Uh, just Yeah, Laura Laura's Jordan. just, like, really like, fucking selling Sandy's, like, disgust and pain. Disgust, pain, fear. Yeah. Like, betrayal. Yeah. Like, all in one face. I have your seed in me. And she's yeah. just, like, her mouth made such inhuman movements after like jeffrey and i think that that violent fuck that they had she's like you're still inside me oh yeah that's right yeah she did see some really fucked up shit yeah oh god oh man oh so yeah then then like a hippie paddy wagon takes dorothy away Mm mm-hmm after you know uh, Laura's like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I should probably get the fuck out. But uh, Dorothy has this strange fucking uh, moment where it almost seems like she's drugged or something like that. Like, she's laying on the uh, stretcher in the back of the old paddy wagon. she didn't want any police involved. And she just screams, I'm falling! Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, when, when did she get all fucked up on psychotropics? You know? I have no idea what happened to her. Right. And you have, it, I have no idea how the fuck she got... You don't even fucking know how she got to Jeffrey's house. She's just there. She's literally just there. Yes, yeah, so Jeffrey decides, like, I need to go... I need to go back to the apartment. Yeah. I can't remember what exactly, like, made him go back there. Yeah, exactly. Like, he didn't really... Cause he had he had uh, um, Sandy's dad and the other cops going to Frank's hideout. I think like yeah, they 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 knew that Sandy's father wasn't available. I think I can't remember, but for whatever reason that I can't remember right now, he Jeffrey's like I need to go back to the apartment. Mm-hmm. I need to go back to Dorothy Valens' apartment. So he goes there. Um, has I think he probably still he still has a key. Yeah, he still has the key. And he goes in there, and what does he find? Oh, dude, this is such a fucking strange scene. This scene is straight out of, like, fucking Twin Peaks. Like, I'm guessing, like, like, okay, maybe... Uh, did Dorothy get, like, attacked in the apartment? Dude, you don't even... And, like, somehow she, like... And then her husband... Okay, so, like, let's, let's highlight Jeff- the scene. Jeffrey walks in. Yeah. And, like... He's turning the corner and he sees what's in the room and just like takes a step back, like behind, yeah. and then slowly peeks out again. And you see Gordon. Gordon, yes, and tied to a chair is Dorothy's husband. You know Don. this because yes, you see his the ears cut off. Yep, and bandaged so you finally, like shoddily. You finally find the original thing that you know he made him want to investigate this. Whose fucking ear is this? He found the cat in which the tail that he had found had belonged to, if yeah. you will. 
and Detective Gordon, who is dead, but standing upright. Uh, the TV is on, it is blaring static. Yep, you can see a part of what I would probably surmise is his brain. Yeah, he's got brains coming out on of his, the side of his head. Yeah, like, coming out of his head, he's covered in blood. His suit's, yeah, he's dripped, like, drenched with blood. Yep. And he's standing got a fucking, And he's got a fucking police... Uh, radio. Yeah, radio in his pocket. Um, to which, when it goes off... His arm... Just fucking shoots up and like knocks something like knocks like a lamp over. Yeah, it knocks its uh, tall standing lamp over, and Jeffrey's like, "Whoa, what the fuck!" And it's just one of the most bizarre scenes I've ever. It's seen. It's the weirdest crime scene I've ever seen. Yeah, and so uh, he's just thinking like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, he goes in. And he's like, "I'm gonna let the police find you." Yep, the police leaving. will find you. He tries leaving. He's going down the flight of the. It's a fire escape because the elevator is broken. Yep. So he's going down the fire escape stairs, and he sees the sharp dressed man. Yep. Who is now walking with? Uh, you can see a briefcase and a gun. Yep. You can Silence. tell it's silenced. Like it's got a very long barrel to it. Um, and then on top of that, like uh, you can hear police radio static coming from him and like uh, chatter. So you know for a fact that this guy has a police radio so jeffrey runs back up to the room and grabs gordon's uh walkie talkie radio deal and uh tries to phone in uh he's he's trying to find sandy's dad who is currently at the raid at frank's place and tells him Oh my god, you know, Frank's on his way up to, uh... It's like Frank's here. He's the sharp-dressed man. Yeah, he's at Dorothy's apartment. And he stops himself. Realizing that he's actually got a uh, radio himself, and, uh... But then he uses that. Yeah, but then he uses that. Instead of, like, freaking out, like, oh no, I fucked up. He then, on the radio, says, I'm hiding in the back room of the apartment. As to, uh, you know, make it... A little bit harder for uh, sharp dressed Frank to find him. So sharp dressed Frank comes into the apartment after Jeffrey has hidden himself actually in. Oh, there's a good scene. You find out like it's the the Frank is actually the. Oh yes, that's because true. Because he looks yep. down the fire like the stairs and then like he sees him like look up at him and like you. You can tell by looking they, at they his lock face. Eyes, yeah. They, so he knows like okay like he's now after me. Yep, and that is fucking Frank. You can see past the bushy eyebrows and the fucking mustache and the goofy hair. Like, that is fucking Frank. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he runs up to the room. He has the chat with the uh, with uh, Sandy's dad, with the detective. Runs back into the living room. And then... Just back uh, into the closet. Well, like, he locks the fucking door. Mm-hmm. He grabs the 38... Not yet. He grabs the 38 pistol. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, so, um... Yeah, he just Goes runs in the closet, in the closet and he's hiding from uh, from a now freaking out Frank, uh, like, yeah. who thinks that he's got Jeffrey all figured out, uh-huh. and is just like now in the back room, and he's like, now's my chance. So yeah, uh, Frank is like, yeah, you stupid fuck, like, did you forget I had a radio? Because he, he puts his radio down on the, the chair, and then once he hears the radio go off, he runs to it, and like, turns his volume down, and then hears that... Uh, Jeff, uh, Gordon's radio in the other room. He's like, I hear you, you stupid shit. I know where you're at now. He's like, you're about to be dead here real fucking quick. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to, you know, he goes down there. He's got the canister out again. Yep. The ammo nitrate. He's huffing up as he's, 
you know, anticipating a Jeffrey murder. Which is kind of fucked up considering the fact that uh, amyl nitride is literally just for like sexual arousal. So, he's so it kind of makes you wonder. Yeah, so he is definitely a sadistic fuck. Uh, yeah. Fun. Yeah, he likes to have fun. Everybody likes to have a little fun here and there. Yes. So, so then, while he's in the back room. Well, while, while uh, Frank is searching for him, you know. Mm hmm. Once Jeffrey's like, okay, he's distracted, he slips out of the closet real quick. Uh, see, I guess he knew that Gordon had a line next. He's a cop, so yeah, he know. He knew exactly where to grab Gordon's like snub nose pit, like revolver. Yeah. And slinks back into the closet. Like, uh, pretty. He does it with such finesse. Yeah. Like maybe he like saw it already, or I don't know. But I could have sworn that. Well, you know, he's got that right there. Like, cause the the radio's in his outside pocket. You know, maybe he saw it sitting there or something. Who knows? Regardless, he like literally just like knows and he he grabs just, it. He deftly pulls that gun out and, and it sneaks right back into the closet and is you know pointing it at the closet door. Yep, he's like all the way back to the wall. He's got the the gun fixed to right about where his head would be um, if he was standing in front of himself. You know? Yeah, it's like that's that's where his head's gonna be. And so we got Frank coming back from the bedroom. Now, like, okay. Going in the closet. Like, I've been outsmarted. So he's being, like, super cautious, going all Rainbow Six around corners and yeah, he, shit. He shoots um, Gordon in the head. Who then, fun. like, yeah, like, for fun. And, like, Gordon stands there still for, like, about a, like, a 1.5 seconds and then falls back. Yeah. It's just really weird. It's just a really weird fucking thing. And, um, I don't know, he's probably brain dead or something, but at the same time standing and it just doesn't make it. I, I don't know. I don't. It is, that is a fucking lynch scene for sure. Yes. Who fucking knows what the fuck was going it's on the, there? Yeah, to remind you, this is still a fucking David Lynch Yeah, movie. see, that's just it. It's that the whole time I was, I was still trying to fucking tell myself like, oh, by the way. But, uh, anywho, um, then he finally gets to the closet. Mm-hmm. And just like when Dorothy Valens opens the closet and sees him, there is just a second of, <gasps> like, horror of you seeing see, yeah, somebody. Frank is walking up to the closet, you know, huffing. Yep. Huffing that shit again. And then, yeah, he swings the door open and, like, yeah, like, sees... Freaks out by seeing him. Like, he Jeffrey fucking... pointing to get. Yep. So he's slow on the draw... And Jeffrey, like... Straight up, like, domes him right between the eyes. I was gonna say, like, barely even hesitates and blows his brains out at, like, two feet away with a thirty-eight at, like, snub nose. Uh -huh. It just fucking blows his fucking brains out his yeah, fucking like backpack. Yeah, it was And, like, he falls back. Like, it was a, it was a good headshot scene, I'd say. It, did, it didn't look like, um... Like, Dennis Hopper's head was replaced with a dummy head. Like, it wasn't some, uh, Dawn of the Dead shit, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, like, right, right after he shoots him, uh, Laura, Sandy, yeah, Laura Dern, Sandy, and <laughs> the detective father yeah. walk in. Father detective. Detective dad. Yeah, and it's over. Yeah, like, they're like, you did good, you know, like, you're, fi you're fi it's finally over is what is, yeah. is what the dad says, and like, you know... You know, slowly puts down the gun, and Jeffrey, you could tell, is, like, in shock and everything. There's the whole, like, everything's getting solved scene, and then afterwards we have, like, the 
what I like to call like the the resol uh, yeah the resolution epilogue yeah your epilogue <laughs> your resolution of uh, all the characters and everything the plot is resolved um, the fucking strange ass Robin. Yeah. That comes up now with its... Uh, we didn't mention... Um, the the weird-ass fucking dream that yeah, uh, Laura Dern's Sandy. Sandy has... Uh, She's like, I had a dream that the world was dark because there was no love. But then the Robins came. The Robins rep like represent love. And, and then, and then light came back. One of these same beetles we see in the very beginning. Yeah, uh, representing love, uh, or love and light conquering all that is, uh, you know, the dark. The yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 corny as symbolism, kind of. But I really like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like um, that's just it. It's like as far as symbolism goes, I would say it's uh, yeah, like the nice like Julie Cruz, like heavenly singing. If you are a high school media arts teacher, this would be a really good film to show high school students to show them like symbolism and uh, you know different shots and things like that. As far as like Lynch goes, I would say that this is pretty low on the scale as far as like foreshadowing, symbolism, weird things, and weird. Uh, it's obviously. Right it's obviously like one of those things where you probably wouldn't be able to show them, you know, all of the uh, action shots and things because you'd probably be heralded as like someone into like kitty porn or something. Yeah. So don't do that. But anyway, so we see the characters in like a happy, uh, happily ever after the dad is like totally recovered. And then he's hanging out with uh, Laura, uh, Sandy's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the two time. families are like literally like, whoop, they're yeah. all good. Uh, connected, love, love after uh, everything. I guess you did say, but yeah, uh, Jeffrey's dad is all better. Yep. They're hanging out in the yard. Like, there's literally not a speck of bad yeah. about it. Everything uh, is perfect now. <laughs> Dorothy Valens is out in the park yeah, having the last, a great time with last, her yeah, son. playing with her son. You can see that she still has some pain because, like, what, the husband is dead, dead yeah. and she's still Generally, got a lot of shit to go through. You know, like, yeah, like... She's not gonna be right. Anymore. No, yeah, and it's like I'm sure that the son isn't either, but you know, maybe he was shielded enough from everything, but he's gonna have that kind of dark moment in his life that's gonna. Maybe a know. weird thing you remember when you're older. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, as far as Lynch movies go, we have this kind of like fairy tale ending yeah, with, a, everybody, with a true resolution. Like, the good people do win, yeah. triumph over the bad. Like, it, all the shitty, shittiness is cleaned up out yeah. of a perfect little town. Um, after having seen, you know, a, a few movies by Lynch and then just a few noir films as well, it's just like you don't, you don't uh, expect something good to happen anymore. Yeah. You really don't. Even like watching LA Confidential, I was like, so the good guys are going to be shot down and just completely murdered like the rest of the good guys in the film and uh, no one will be able to tell the truth. Well, except, I like confident. I mean, uh, nobody, the police force doesn't get it. The L.A. police force in that film did yeah. not get their just desserts. No, they didn't. Because it was the apartment covering their ass and kind of covering up the whole thing. It's like, all right, we'll give you Huxley. Yep. Or, yeah, Ed, Ed Exley, sorry. Like, Exley, yeah. We'll make you a big dick police Guy. Chief now. Yeah. But, like, 
we're gonna, you know, kind of wash our hands clean of this. Nobody's gonna know about this. We're not gonna talk about the massive corruption. They're not gonna take responsibility like for this. And so, yeah, I mean, like they that's gave, just like the, they gave the Cromwell. Mm-hmm. Like a hero's death. We're talking about L.A. Confidential, <laughs> and that's only because I brought up like <laughs> yeah, uh, noir films and yeah. everything like that. And that uh, you know we don't expect a, a good ending. And uh, when looking at uh, Lynch films, you don't expect a, a good ending or at least even a clear one. Um, but you get both in this, and uh, I don't think that that's like the big reason why it's my favorite. I like the use of his uh, cinematography, mm-hmm. like you said, like the voyeur shots, the uh, Lynchian stares that were in this film, the characters themselves and the lines. Like I was somewhere between like absolutely intrigued, curious, terrified, horrified, and uh, just plain entertained. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Jeffrey, he plays this good like everyday like young dope. Yeah who just gets thrust into this really dark, dark uh, web going on in his town. Yeah. It's fucked up. Where he's just like, he's he's working at his father's hardware shop, you know, those two like cashiers, one's blind. He was like, how many fingers am I holding up? You know, and he's just like, four. He's like, I don't know how you do that. You know, like, he's yeah. like really dumb, like, oh, how the heck uh, are the you? The chicken walk? Yeah. The chicken walk scene. dumb friend who like had a huge tongue or something. Yeah, and, uh, just random weird shit that feels like it was maybe improv. <laughs> right. By Colin McLaughlin. Like, hey, but do you know what the chicken walk is? And he, yeah, he starts walking around like a dumb asshole. Yeah, and it's just like, what? So, uh, in closing, just uh, just because I love them so much, uh-huh. I'm going to drop, uh, let's, let's pick three. I'm going to pick three random trivia pieces okay. uh, from, this, from this film. So, let's see here. First and foremost, Molly Ringwald was originally offered the role of Sandy, but her mother objected to her starring in it due to the graphic content of the film. Yeah. So, instead, we got the lovely Laura Dern. Laura Dern's game. She knows what the fuck's up. Let's see here. The second work in which Dennis Hopper plays a character named Frank, he would go on to play seven completely unrelated Franks throughout his career. That's a great trivia piece. All right, let's see here. And finally, um, Isabella Rosalini's hairdo in the movie is identical to Dr. Frankenfurter, the main antagonist of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, 1975, which was a wig. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then, like, only in that one shot, and otherwise it's always shown as, like, you know, on her head, always. And there's that yeah, one moment where she takes it off and you see the boyer shot, really yeah. short hair, like in a net. Bat, yeah. yeah, creepy. Uh, and um, just a little tidbit. I'm not gonna read off of the trivia list here, but uh, this was actually, I guess, the inspiration for Twin Peaks. It's you can definitely see the roots of Twin Peaks there. Yeah, and it's like apparently David Lynch fell in love with the idea of Kyle MacLachlan being, you know. Agent Dale Cooper! <laughs> you gotta get out there! Yeah. You figure out what's going on! <laughs> oh man. I do wanna watch that scene in the new series where there's like a, a window cleaner, mm-hmm. like squeaking like an office window, and then mm-hmm. David Lynch's character in that show is like, 
takes his hearing aids off and it's just like holding his ears while he hears the squeaking of the window. <laughs> yeah, he's just it's like a pain, pain. David Lynch. He's like, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, in closing, otherwise, you know, we went through the plot, we went through... And then we pretty much just like recounted the movie after a certain point, but yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Gotta yeah. talk about everything we like. Yeah, which, uh, which, yeah, I mean, I feel like we, we left out uh, enough that was just like, ah. And, of course, we gave you that spoiler warning, so if you listened all the way up until now, I mean, still go watch it, you know? Yeah. Even if, uh, I know that, like, I, sometimes I like to hear the synopsis of movies instead of watching them, which right. is cool, too. I'm not going to hate on you for that. Um, I think that you'd like it, regardless. I think that it's just an enjoyable movie. Yeah, I feel like good films <laughs> yeah like, not to sound like a fucking uh like, massive yeah, shit lord like, like, films now. like if you yeah. like actually good films you should watch blue velvet i mean like it's it's gotten on a lot of different lists like uh top 1001 movies to watch before you die it was uh still one of the best movies uh ranked in the 90s uh overall when it released, it had a box office budget of about, yep, $6 million estimated. The opening weekend uh, saw it get, and keep in mind that this is 1986, uh, $789,409, which I'm pretty sure it was like four bucks to go see a movie at one point. You know, probably back in the 80s, like maybe. Um, but gross... It made eight point five million dollars, so pretty Successful. fucking nuts, yeah. Uh, For like, like nowadays, like you don't see a lot of like. Like that would still be considered a success, but at the same time, it's kind of like oh, it made you know two million dollars. Uh, you don't see a lot of like, I don't know, like crime original stories. That's not something that comes out anymore. Yeah. Like if it does, it's uh, it's going straight to USA, TNT. It's a Nick Cage Netflix original. Yeah, yeah, Cold Winter, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but uh, overall, dude, I fucking liked it. I liked it a lot. Like I said before at the beginning of the episode, after having slept on it. If you like it, it's like a, it it it's really easy to just get pulled into the movie. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I didn't have a problem being engaged. And that's the that's the big thing with David Lynch films is that like I have to watch them in the middle of the day and I have to be very awake and like probably like two French presses in because yeah. like his ambiance and white noise that he throws in makes me feel so comfy mm-hmm. and I just go sleepy sleep. Mm-hmm. That's the razor head like down to a fucking T pretty much. Yeah, or it's like just... nearly silent. It's just like so he's got like really drowned in like just low frequency like bass. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, like you could fall asleep watching Eraserhead, not because the visuals are like, time to go to sleep, time to go to sleep, it's sleepy time. It's because the fucking sound and uh, and all the ambiance is like, will fucking put you. Like the sound design is like one of the main selling points of Eraserhead for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the woman who lives in the radiator. And then they pretty much like made all the sounds themselves. Yeah. That was kind of cool, and like that's something that I really enjoy about Lynch is that they're uh, like incredibly. Uh, I don't. I hate the word, pretty much, but uh, they're very innovative in order to get what they're looking for. Um, in terms of like uh, sound work for films, uh, David Lynch says he likes to. 
he likes the sound and like the visuals and the sound to be married he says or something like that he used the word like marriage to describe like the relationship of you know like the film and like the sound Mm -hmm. which is like kind of like my take on like a lot of like like video games i like you know has to have a good soundtrack it's like a fitting soundtrack you know right it can't just be out of out of place i mean we can look at doom Okay, now look at uh, Wolfenstein, uh, what is that, Wolfenstein 2? Uh, New Colossus? Yeah. I mean, not just, like, music, or fitting soundtrack, but, like, you know, like, good sound design. Yeah. Um, uh, you can't just, have a clown nose honking when you pull the trigger for a shotgun. Right, I mean, that's a pretty, like, but I mean, I would, view of, like, uh, But at the same that. time, I kind of, like, uh, I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, you ask, I mean, you're asking whether or not you could, but if you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, something that I that I had seen as far as uh, one of the little film tricks that they had done um, in that in that uh, strange like joyride scene, right? So in order to like get the look and feel of like you being in the car with Jeffrey, um, with the camera in there, they had two people essentially shaking the car while it's just like sitting there yeah and then they had people running by the car holding headlights <laughs> yeah just like holding headlights and just running by nice yeah it is kind of like goofy goofy stuff like that but uh i oh, think that's see. it yeah as like, far as blue velvet goes it's great it's really it's great pulls you right the my fuck top in. five films honestly if I, you know, had to pick, you know... I got, weird, I got weird top five films. Like, okay. Don't tell us. Let's yeah. save it for another time. I was about to, too. So I'm glad you cut me off. <laughs> but we're, but we're ending this. Thanks for listening. Yeah, first movie episode. Yeah, I hope you liked it. Yeah, sure, go see Blue Velvet. It's really good. It's in your local theater? Yeah, go, go see it. It's probably available everywhere that sells movies. Honestly, go Amazon it. Yeah, probably. I don't know where you'd find it around here where we live, honestly. Right. Maybe it's in stores. I don't know. But you should you should hunt it down, go see it. It's great. It's really good. Thank you for listening. And as always, see you next time. Bye bye now. From the stars.